0: If you're like us, you love golf and have dreamt of building a profitable business in the golf industry, but you also see huge issues starting to emerge. Like, why are more and more golf courses closing down around the country? Or why do you need to stitch together dozens of different software platforms just to run your business? Or even, how dumb is it that technology is designed to make my life and business easier, yet I'm consistently trying to figure it out on my own? These are some of the blaring questions that golf course owners face today. Here, we will show you how others in the golf industry are fighting back against the shrinking golf landscape. Follow this podcast as we expose the shocking methods successful club and course owners are using to grow a profitable business. My name is Ryan Peterson and welcome to Golf Business Secrets Radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Golf Business Secrets Radio. We are really excited to have on Tom Barnhart with us from RevTech+. Plus. Tom, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, super glad to have you here. I know that we have recently done a webinar uh, with you, I believe, last week or two weeks ago, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this uh, recording. But I know that uh, we had a lot of great responses to the information you gave out. And I thought, you know what, we have to get you on a podcast because the stuff you are teaching is, is very valuable to the courses out there that might be struggling with revenue right now.
1: Well, appreciate you having me. It was a a great time on the webinar, had a lot of uh, attendees there, some great questions, some good follow-up. So uh, just looking forward to chatting with you here today and continue that conversation.
0: Yeah, we, uh, I know that there were a lot of uh, people on the webinar, but for those who weren 't on the webinar what, what what was it that you uh, might have talked about but just so they' understand
1: yeah, so we really broke down dynamic pricing of uh, really what it is, uh, how it came to be, and kind of the variables that you should be looking at, and some tips and tricks on how to uh, implement it yourself, as well as uh, how the revtech software Integrates with Four Up and uh, and how we feel that you can maximize that to uh, generate more revenue at your facility this year. So kind of a all encompassing dynamic pricing uh, talk that we had there. So it was, a, it was a good time.
0: Well, I again, like I said, we had great response from the webinar. So for anyone listening to the podcast who does want to see the webinar, uh, please reach out to me. My email is r.peterson at dot com and. I would love love to send it to you if you have any questions. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Tom is the uh, founder and president of RevTech Plus, and uh, you know RevTech is huge in the dynamic pricing space. And Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about like how? Well, first, let's maybe start with your background. Like, how would you get into what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, right. So, uh, pretty interesting story. I was an accomplished golfer back in high school, so. Uh, placed pretty well in some junior tournaments and in high school golf and actually my uh, senior year of high school uh, won the western pennsylvania uh, golf championship and at thanksgiving dinner uh, my girlfriend at the time she said uh, her sister was a Lion ambassador at penn state and we're sitting at thanksgiving dinner and, and she tells me tom you're such a good golfer you should go to penn state they've got this golf management program there they teach you how to be a uh, golf pro and i'm like there's there's such a thing as that really? Uh, so I looked into that and, uh, sure enough, went to Penn state and their professional golf management program, uh, did internships at golf courses, ended up uh, becoming a PGA master professional and always was really intrigued with, uh, statistical analysis and, uh, technology at the golf courses. And I was applying that at the courses that I was, uh, running and operating throughout the Midwest. And, uh, Then whenever uh, my wife decided uh, we ended up – we thought it was going to be kid number two, ended up being kids two, three, four, and five. We had quadruplets on the way. Uh, I was looking for something that I would be able to have a little more uh, work-life flexibility with all those kids coming around, especially when they were young, is when I decided uh, time to start – Uh, RevTech Plus, where we applied basically the things I was doing on a manual basis for the golf courses uh, and offered it as a service and uh, has morphed into what we are today, about 150 courses across the U.S. and Canada, doing revenue management, marketing, advertising, websites, social media, all those things. So that's kind of how we we got to here today. We're in our eighth uh, season getting started and uh, going strong.
0: Wow. Okay, I'll be honest with you. Kids two, three, four, and five would probably throw me into the
1: grave. <laughs> yeah, I don't – it's it's a blur. I'm still not sure <laughs> how we're doing it, but we make it through somehow.
0: How old are they now? They're uh, seven. They'll be eight uh, in September. Wow, that, that's awesome, man. I mean, I, I have a family member who has uh, twins, but uh, to have quadruplets, that's just a – quite an experience, I'm sure. I, my wife is pregnant right now with, with one child, and we have a little girl who's two. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not necessarily looking forward to the sleepless nights again because our daughter is sleeping through the night just fine. And uh, But, man, four kids, I'm sure you didn't get
1: any sleep at all. I'll tell you, when, when they came home from the hospital, it was every three hours you had to change their diaper, you had to feed them, kind of do that whole routine. And it took mm-hmm. about half an hour per each kid. So you had two out of every three hours around the clock oh, yeah. was was doing baby duty. So we quickly <clears throat> learned how to uh, feed and uh, do all of that at the same time so that we'd prop them all into uh, their car seats and put a pillow under them and just kind of keep the bottles in their mouth. So at least we were able to uh, cut it down from two hours to about 45 minutes. So (laughs) there you go. I, I know that, uh, to have, to go from, you know, thinking,
0: Oh, one child to four must've just been crazy, but I'm sure you got a lot of good systems in place to
1: help you with the children there. So, um, wow quite an experience. It was, it was something we ended up, it was, if, if one's doing it, all four are doing it right. So it was, yep. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, I could talk for a
0: lot longer and I have a ton more questions about that, but I'm, I'm sure uh, everyone else wants to kind of get to this dynamic pricing, which I also am very excited to, to talk about because I know that a lot of golf courses, probably dynamic pricing is a fairly, at least dynamic pricing software and a, a way to a systematize it is probably fairly new. I know that I've talked to people before, you know, I worked a golf course for a bit when they were trying to figure out some of this dynamic pricing stuff and it, it's confusing. It can be very confusing
1: for people, right? It is. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes, that goes into it. And if you, uh, if you, if you just are guessing and taking stabs at it and not doing it on a consistent method, it, you can do it improperly and actually be a detriment rather than a benefit. So you you have to kind of know what you're doing there. So I know for,
0: for a, a guy like me who knows very, very little about dynamic pricing, it can be easy for me just to think, well, if I'm running a golf course, let's, let's increase our prices Saturday morning, but let's decrease our prices, you know, on a Tuesday at noon, you know, I mean, it's, I can look at when I'm busy and say, well, I should just have higher prices then. But, but I know dynamic pricing is a lot deeper and a lot more sophisticated than just something like that. Than just looking at my T-sheet saying, well, this is when I'm busiest, I should increase my prices. Then maybe I want to incentivize people to come golf on my slower times. I should decrease my prices. Then tell us a little bit about why that might not be just the best solution.
1: Yeah, so that's where most people get to nowadays, right, with variable pricing being the the standard. That's generally what people do before the season starts. They kind of take a stab and say, hey, here's where I'm busy. Here's where I'm not busy. I'm going to set my price according to that, and they kind of set it and forget it. Well, if any year is going to show it, this year has definitely been uh, one to show it with the – with the pandemic going on here, it has changed demand in a, uh, in a unique way at a lot of different courses, right? So what you'd want to be able to do is have that kind of variable rate starting point to kind of know where your base rate would be, but being able to have that dynamic, say you have your prices increased really high on that Saturday morning, thinking that, Hey, this is when I'm really busy. This is when it's going to happen. But, uh, something's going on and or the weather's poor or some people are doing something else and they're just not playing during that time period and you have your prices through the roof expecting it and people just aren't buying it well being dynamic and being able to account for that allows you to price it accordingly to still fill the times at the highest rate as, comp- as compared to on Tuesday, maybe every other course in the area has an event or they're closed for some reason and you're the only game in town, hey, just because you're lowering the prices usually on Tuesday, maybe this specific Tuesday, like I said, you're the only game in town, you should be increasing your rate because the demand is strong during that time period. So it's, it's good to have an idea of where it is, but you have to constantly evaluate what is really happening in the future for that giving time period so that you can uh, be flexible enough in real time to adjust the the pricing accordingly.
0: Okay. I, I know that a lot of courses are seeing, I guess I should say unprecedented uh, either traffic or just kind of hardships right now with the coronavirus and with COVID-19 happening. You know, the, we've talked to some courses that are just, busier than ever and they have people on their course every day almost every tea time booked 7 days out. Uh then we talked to some other courses and you know it's, depending on city regulations and kind of what's going on they're they're really struggling to to find people that'll come out and play. So what I mean what advice would you give let's just just use those courses that are really busy because I think that's been a majority of the courses we've talked to. But what advice would you give them when they are just having Tons and tons of traffic that they've probably never seen before on a normal year. What advice would you give them this year when they're looking at hey, how can I capitalize on this?
1: right, so those those courses, and depending upon we've had some people say oh, i don't I don't feel right. I feel like it's it's price gouging, right because we're increasing the price during those time periods and we say, hey it's it's dynamic pricing If people are willing to pay that price and you only have so much demand. Right. This is the opportune time to be able to find out what your course is is truly valued at and to be able to push that rate uh, higher in those times where you are sold out. If you're if you have 15 phone calls for nine o'clock tea time and you have to turn away 14 of them. Right. Hey, you should be charging more for that time and especially being able to continue that rate through the afternoon and evening. What we've seen this year is generally people would have twilight pricing or maybe a couple tiers in the afternoon. And we've been able to eliminate those uh, like afternoon or twilight rates or bump those up. So usually in the morning time period, they're going to get their rack rate, they're they're selling out. And the courses that generally maybe would have had a 1 p.m. rate in the afternoon, uh, like a 1 to 4 rate, they've been able to basically eliminate that one to four price and continue that morning price all the way to 4 p.m. without really seeing much of a uh, decline in demand at all during that time period. So they've been able to continue that top. To your rate throughout uh, throughout the day farther, but as things have got into uh, July, the weather has heated up definitely across the the Midwest, and Middle Atlantic area. We have started to see some of that demand during the middle middle of the day period start to decline here. So as people are things are starting to open up, I know it's things are open at times, things are closed. It's it's really a flexible. <laughs> thing of what's going on in every state but as more recreation opportunities expand we've seen a little bit of that uh, demand in that hot part of the day for sure start to wane a little bit and we have started bringing that price back down kind of more towards normal normal rates so that's what we're starting to to see now. but the opportunity to increase rates this year has been been amazing and to see what uh, the true value of your course is when the demand is there has been really fun to uh, to see that.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, I mean we both know that golf is very much like a, a relationship sport, but a relationship industry as well. and i I think you're right. I think a lot of golf course owners and operators, tend to struggle with the idea of, of raising prices. You know, like you said, the, the I don't want to price gouge people, but I, I also think that we need to look at it as a, it's a business, you know, and you have a product and your product has a value. And if we look at simple supply and demand economics right now, there's a, there's a very high demand and you have a limited supply. I mean, we can only fit so many people on a golf course during the day And I I think you're right. If you can pay get a higher price for your product, you should take it. You need to know what the potential is of your golf course, and uh, I think that's
1: really wise advice. Yeah, it's been been interesting, right? All I ever hear is, "Hey, Tom, we want to increase our rate, increase our rate." And then when we have the opportunity to do that, sometimes we run into uh, a resistance of all right, I don't want to increase it too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's where it's been. But uh, it, it's, it's been a pretty interesting thing to be able to see, right? We know it takes X amount of times of someone doing something to become a habit. No. And no. with, uh, with golf being played more and more and more, we start to see like, Hey, these people now it's, Hey, what what are we doing? We're going to play golf. We're becoming a, a habit a little bit more, and that demand has kind of continued farther. And even in even with the the dog days of summer here, that we've been able to uh, to continue that. So, hopefully, it's uh, something that continues forward, and these golfers continue to make that their ritual habit of uh, of playing golf. So, I think people are enjoying the game and, and getting out there is a, is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think this is a very almost important time in the industry for people to capitalize on. The, I mean, there are a lot of people that are trying out golf for the first time and uh, are saying, hey, well, I need something to do. What is open and available? And golf courses are there for them. Most, most golf, golf courses, I should say. And I think this is an important time for the golf industry to capitalize on that influx of new golfers. And make it an enjoyable experience as well as uh, try to you know keep a retention among their golfers. And uh, I think we could, the golf industry is seeing almost a, I mean, I hate to say this during a, a pandemic, but a revitalization of golf, which we haven't seen. And there's been no reason to see it in, I think, recent years.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, even I've probably played golf three, three four times more than I than I normally play right so it's mm-hmm. it's been something and and now my I take my older boy out and it's like hey this is this is fun let's go golfing so yeah. uh, I'm starting to hear that more and more and uh my friends and uh, family that play golf they've played more than they have as well and there's uh it's it's not like they're saying oh, i wish i was doing something else they're actually having they're having a good time doing it. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. an enjoyable game and get people out there. Uh, but like we said, going back to dynamic pricing is, hey, if you're priced right, you can really take advantage of this for your course and uh, provide people a great product and be profitable for your business.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk just briefly about the integration you have with 4Up over here. I know that it it's a pretty uh deep integration and does a pretty great job. Can you expound on that a little bit for people who might not understand how RevTech might work with for up?
1: Yeah. So the RevTech software that we have obviously is a uh a pricing software uh that automates dynamic pricing. So the way that it works is we connect like you said a deep integration robust to uh to forup where we're able to pull and push uh availability and rates over. And some of the things that I really like about the integration that we have is when we send rates back over, we can apply it to any number of price classes within 4UP. So, for instance, if you want to dynamically price your regular, your default fee, uh, we can do that. If you want to do it for 18 holes, 9 holes, if you want to manage your senior rates or your member rates, uh, you can determine any price class that you'd like. And then the rest of the price classes remain the same, right? So they would stay static of however you have it set. You can still manage those prices within the timeframes uh, that you have set. But the dynamic ones are going to automatically change, and our pricing updates every 30 minutes. So the pricing for however how long we have set in advance will adjust every 30 minutes to, uh, to four up. That rate will show up on the booking engine. Will show up in the drop down of the T sheet. And when somebody books the time, it will automatically be set. So whenever you go to check in a golfer, you don't have to type in what the rate is. It will automatically flow over from the T sheet to the point of sale for easy check-in and easy reporting. There's nothing for the staff to learn. All they have to do is check in a golfer just like normal. And we can apply it to online over the phone, walk up. You can manage all three of those the same. You could manage them in uh, hierarchy together, or you could manage them all completely independent of each other. So uh, the flexibility is huge. Pretty much anything you want to do with your tea times, uh, we're able to, uh, to do it and have a, a sophisticated pricing tool to be able to manage it for you. And once you get it set up, it's very simple to, uh, to manage. I mean, you could be as hands-off as you want.
0: Okay. That's, I, I've, uh, I obviously, I don't own a golf course. I don't use myself personally, the four up software all that often. I get in there and I mess around with a demo account and, and I understand how it works, but that is a pretty thorough integration to just seamlessly pull that over that information over as you're, uh, as someone's booking that's, that's great.
1: Yeah. And also we can manage not only just the uh, green fee, but also the cart fee as well. So if you wanted to manage and change your cart fees as it compares to uh, your green fees. And I know a lot of courses end up having different cart fees throughout, uh, the day by time of day and by day of week and by price class, we can uh, take care of all of that as well. So that your cart fee stays appropriate, uh, as it, as it goes through, uh, with, with the price. Uh, and you can show it on your, uh, on your booking engine. And one thing too, uh, we can manage the prepaid times as well. Mm-hmm. And that is something that's been super huge right now, right? So 4UP has the prepaid tea times, which are optional or required. And we've had a lot of people that made it required. At least some are still that way. Some are uh, have went to optional to allow the the prepay ahead of time. But you can manage those completely separate from each other as well. So if you wanted to offer an incentive for people to prepay, you could have a different price for the prepayment versus the non uh, prepayment and you can manage those, uh, in our system as well. So it's, it's really cool. We've seen that work super well. And everyone at the golf course that managed it said, man, wouldn't it be great if everybody prepaid for tee times and you just, they just showed up and it's like, yeah. And we've had some courses that, uh, that, that I've seen that have gone back from, from prepay to uh, pay at the course, uh, with some other systems just because it was, Awkward and not able to uh, facilitate it uh, appropriately. Uh, But with four up, it works seamlessly. So once you get your golfers trained to prepay, I don't see a reason why we should uh, take that away from giving them at least the option to do so.
0: Oh, yeah, we had a uh, when when COVID really hit, we, you know, our software developers here were able to get a uh, prepay option, Uh, available for our golf courses within a week. And we saw amazing, amazing results from that. I mean, courses who were usually having 150 no-shows in a month were getting maybe seven. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy how it changed when a golfer now is prepaid for something. I mean, think about it. You When you generally order anything online, you have to prepay for it. And so when golfers are, are prepaying for your tee times, they're more likely to show up, which then allows you to, you know, sell them food and beverage items or upsell them, you know, whatever it might be. But if you can get golf golfers on your course, you're more likely to generate revenue than just having them pay when they get there, which allows them to, Hey, I got to cancel. I can't be there. I know it's five minutes from, from Saturday at 9am and you could have had, 10 other people take that spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of the biggest complaints that we've always had from courses is just, Oh man, we, the number of no shows they have. And that's why whenever at a minimum, if you get their credit card information online, Mm -hmm. that significantly lessens the no shows, let alone get them to prepay. It's like they're, they're definitely showing up. And if they don't, Hey, you got their money. Um, so, And then it's up to the course to determine what they want to do with it from that point. But at least if you collect the money, then you're in control versus them not showing and you being left with an empty tea time and no, no cash. And also, oh, just to hit on that. And also, whenever you, you're doing that, right, you're capturing their data, which now you can market back, back to them. So it's like the, the double win. Right there as well. So, it, I know it's always been a struggle for uh, for courses sometimes to uh, capture that data at the time of check in because they have to ask for it and type it in. If they're busy at the counter, they they claim they don't have enough time to do so. Well, oh, getting them to book book online, prepay. Right there, there you go. You mm-hmm. uh, you have the data and can market back to them.
0: Well, especially if a golf course can understand the power of email marketing or you know, even just, uh, sending out text messages once in a while, it's powerful when you can collect that data from them and say, you know, let's say on a, you know, a Thursday afternoon, you're it's slow. There's no one on the T sheet. You can send an email out or a text, say, Hey, you know, we have a, we have some openings uh, right now. If you come in between this time, this time, you know, you get a certain percentage discount or we'll give you a, a free drink or whatever it might be it's a great way to, in that moment, say, hey, let's try to see what we can do to generate some revenue if you can collect that data from them.
1: Absolutely. That's, and that would be a way like if someone is is not using our tool, we're not doing any dynamic pricing at all, right? That would That's pretty much their way to be able to uh, market to those folks to fill those time periods is you have to have the data to be able to to reach them and have their contact information, be it through social media or email marketing or text marketing or or how you do it. But uh, that would be. I mean, that's a huge, huge way. So you have to capture the data to uh, to know to know who you're talking to.
0: Yep. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Well, Tom, thank you so much for coming on today. I know that you had a special offer for anyone listening to the podcast, and I'd love to, to hear what that is.
1: Yeah, we'd love to uh, to get a chance to talk to talk to some folks and show them what our system could do with the 4UP uh, point of sale and T-sheet. So we were looking to offer, and anyone here listening today, they can get the, the first – month-free of our RevTech pricing software, as well as 100% of our uh, setup fees waived. So we always are on a, a month-to-month agreement, so there's no long-term contract. So basically, it's 100% free chance to uh, to try out our system and see how it works. And if you'd like to uh, get more information or talk to us about that, you can go to revtechplus.com slash four up, and we've got a landing page there for you. You can basically put in your, your name and email address and we'll reach out to you, and uh, we'll sit down, go through a uh, initial uh, setup just to see kind of where you're at and what we can do for you. And we'll do the integration and even show you how everything works. So no, there's no risk at all. There's no cost. And uh, if you'd like to continue after that, we can can chat about that. Great,
0: great. I, well, Tom, I really appreciate it. Everyone, uh, if you're even interested in using dynamic pricing, go check it out, to, you know, use the, the one month free, uh, let's see, you said RevTechplus.com com forward slash four up. That's it. Yep. Perfect. Go check it out. I, I promise you, if you're not using dynamic pricing on your course, you will see a huge benefit to using it. Uh, just at the very least go try it out and uh, let Tom and his team really show you what you're missing out on. So Tom, thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been invaluable. I appreciate your time.
1: Appreciate it, Ryan. Anytime.
0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan again. And real quick, I want to challenge you to do something that may just change your business. I want you to go to golfbusinesssecrets.com forward slash up and request a demo of our industry leading cloud-based all-in-one club and golf course management software. Again, that is golfbusinesssecrets.com forward slash 4UP. Save thousands of dollars a year by checking us out and joining the 4UP family.